Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, everyone. Hope you are driving safely in, into uh, into work. If that's where you're headed, keep it locked here for the traffic report. You know how we get when it's wet roads in Arizona. Um, start this morning with the economy, and we're going to go at 9.05 with Danny Seiden. Danny Seiden is the uh, head of the Arizona Chamber of Commerce, and so we're going to talk to him about the state of our economy in Arizona, what he sees for the future, and how he thinks we are positioned if this impending recession happens in the beginning of the next year. Um, it, it's interesting. We'll get to that in a few moments, and we're going to start with uh, Senator Kirsten Cinema still making waves. A lot of conversations and a lot of interest in Senator Cinema and uh, and her. Um and what it is that she is uh, is looking to do um, when with changing parties. It, it's fascinating to me to see that happen. So I'm sorry about that. Uh, so we have got – I want you to hear a little bit of what Bernie Sanders had to say this weekend and what he thinks of Senator Cinema. She is a corporate Democrat who has, in fact, along with Senator Manchin, sabotaged enormously important legislation. It, it was said that uh, Senator Cinema. he said that Senator Cinema would not stand up against corporate interests or – I'm sorry, against special interests, called her a corporate Democrat. This is, uh, this is an interesting uh, time to be talking about these things. Bernie Sanders almost was the nominee for the Democrats for president. He is a self-affirmed socialist. But what are the real implications of Senator Sinema switching parties? Is this a sign of things to come? I had I was on uh, two different shows uh, on CNN on Friday because they wanted to get a little insight in Arizona as to what people are thinking. And again, I can't speak for everybody in Arizona. I can only give my impression and my um my take on what's happening. And I think that when Senator Cinema ran for the office, she was able to um, do something a little bit different than anybody ever has. Normally, even in a primary, uh, and, and she didn't have a primary, which is why I think she was able to do it, is she was able to count on having the Democrat votes, which we all know she did. But she also went hard after the independents. From the very beginning of the campaign, her campaign slogan was, I am independent, just like Arizona. And uh, she promised that she was, you know, she said here on, on this radio station, she was on with Gatos and said she was a Democrat, small D, people don't care about party. And I thought for sure we were going to see a lot more of that in a, in a primary. And just to give you a little background, if you were a uh, if you weren't um, – if you don't remember, at the very same time, uh, the Democrats had a primary for governor, and um, that gubernatorial candidate who ended up coming out of that race, coming out of that primary and ran against Governor Ducey, um, lost by I think double digits. It was a, it was a pretty easy win for the governor, and so – at the time, I looked at the two of those and I thought, well, Senator Sinema didn't have a primary. She was able to chase independent voters and the Democrats weren't. The Democrats had to run against each other in a primary and then they had to sprint towards the independents later on. And it was difficult because you had to be very, very far left to win the primary. And it goes the same way on the Republican side. And I thought that this was going to be a model for so many candidates to um, follow. That it was going to be when you are when you are running for an office in Arizona now that you would realize that the chance that you were going to hold on to your party's votes, at least the vast majority of them, was a given. And uh, what you needed to do was chase independent voters. And uh, we'll see. And that's but that's the politics of it. The policy side of things. And one of the other things that Bernie Sanders had to say was that um, 
that he was upset because said she she's a corporate Democrat, that she wouldn't stand up to special interest. What's interesting about that is she stood up and did exactly what he said she should do. He She didn't do it in the areas that he wanted her to. That's the problem here. That's what's so interesting about this. Everybody likes everybody likes someone that bucks the system when it's in their favor. But what the Democrats did in Arizona, and I don't know if she would have won a primary or I don't know if she wouldn't win a primary. I, I have no idea. I do know by registering as an independent, she no longer has to worry about that. She has to get a lot more signatures, which I have no doubt she will. Um, but then she will then chase independent voters. And what does that mean for the other races in Arizona? Are we going to see more of this? Are we going to see people run as independents? Are we going to see a movement away from the political parties? It's an interesting question because if you look at party leadership and unless you're in, immersed, unless you're deeply involved, um, I have been complaining about the disconnect in the Republican Party with leadership in the Republican Party. And this goes back a long time. Um, this isn't just in a recent couple of years where there is a disconnect between Republican voters and the Republican Party leadership. Um, and th- there are some very good people in the Republican Party that I know very well and I respect them. So I'm not slapping at anybody individually. But the leadership, the mentality, the idea, again, Senator Cinema was censured by the Democratic Party in Arizona. And so they are already uh, publicly vocalizing their disdain for the decisions that she's made. But she never wins that seat if she was uh, running and voting as far left as they want her to be. And we've seen the same thing with Republican leadership. What's interesting about it here is in Arizona, um, she's been compared a little bit to John McCain because he was censured by the party as well. And there are many people, myself included, who disagreed with a lot of things that Senator McCain did, especially at the end of his career. Didn't like the votes he made, didn't like the health care vote, didn't like the thumbs down thing that he did. But to demonize anyone associated with John McCain seems to be the way you run for office in a Republican primary. And I think that's a complete disconnect from the voters in Arizona. So Senator Cinema is going to be the next generation of finding out what direction the country is going. Are we really going in an independent way? Meaning we all have very strong opinions. Independent does not mean indecisive. I think independent means I am. I'm not going to look at your slate. I'm not going to look at what you're saying. I should vote for all of these candidates and then just go in because I'm a registered Republican and vote straight down the ticket for everybody you say I should vote for. And that's, you know, in the primaries, there are um, unfortunately in the primary process, we've seen candidates be chosen or preferred by the party, which is never supposed to happen. But the voters are going to dictate because I still think especially when it comes to the economy. Arizona enjoys a more pro-business, small government, low-tax system. We're going to see on issues where we see separation now, where we have differences of opinion, where you may step, you may side with your party 80% of the time, but there's a little bit of it that you don't. I wonder what those candidates, how those candidates will fare. And I want you to... um, I want you to to hear uh, Senator Cinema. Just a couple of things that she had to say last week. Um, she said she's the same person that was elected, even though she's changing her party. For folks who are thinking to themselves, you know, is this the person I voted for? The answer is yeah. When I ran for Senate in 2018, I specifically said that I would be an independent voice for Arizona. Mm. It's exactly what I've done. She was on with Gatos and Chad in studio, and that's what she had to say. Um, 
There is a story that three Democrats, all from uh, from all levels of government, recently announced they are leaving the Democratic Party. Um, and so with the, uh, Senator Sinema is not the only one. And I wonder if there will be people that will be doing the same thing in the Republican Party. It remains to be seen. And in Arizona, it could have very big implications because as things like this happen, as we see a bigger growth in independent voters, as we see growth in that demographic, what you are seeing is more and more of the hardliners remaining in the party. It's not a bad thing. It's not even a criticism, but that's what you are seeing. So if you are going to run in a primary as a Democrat, you are going to be have to be hard left in order for that party to vote for you and elect you to the nominee. If you are in the Republican Party, you're going to have to be harder to the right, and that's the direction it looks as if it's going. And then what happens is each of those candidates have to sprint to the middle and try to entice the independent voters on the issues. And that, for me, is more than anything else what I'm anxious to see what direction the country goes, if this is the direction that we're going to continue in. Because it is interesting to, to listen to a Senator Cinema talk and then have all the attention paid to it, you know, to be asked to go on two different television shows in one day um, just to get the, a sense of what Arizona thinks. And we're going to find out. I don't know what Arizona thinks. Don't know how they're how this is going to play out, but I do know that it is waking up a lot of people that are looking at the demographics and they're going to have to start paying attention. Independent voters know it. Independent voters are not beholden to a political party, nor will they ever be. They are uh, they hold on to a set of ideals. They have their own beliefs about the economy. They have their own beliefs about social issues. They have their own beliefs about the government involvement and investment and taxation, and they're going to vote accordingly with candidates they believe in. So what we're going to do in a moment, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Senator Sinema as the morning goes on, but in a moment, we're going to get into the economy because I think still that is the number one issue for people. We're going to talk about how Arizona's economy is going to look in 2023. There's a lot to dive into there. Also, how much has the household wealth fallen in the year 2022? It is a big number. We're going to talk about that number coming up in just a couple of moments. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with us. The Arizona economy is still going to be a big topic. I've talked about this so often because I think it's so important to everyone. What exactly is going to happen nationally? How is it going to affect Arizona? These are issues everyone's concerned about. Um, consumer confidence is always a big deal because perception is reality. If people are worried about next year, if everybody says I'm okay now, but what are the next six months going to be like? Is my job secure? Am I going to be making enough money to cover my bills? Are things going to continue to get more expensive? When people get nervous, they pull back. And that's what a big concern is. So I want you to hear a couple of things. This is an ABC report. It, it's talking about another rate rise possibly in the interest rates. We are all going to have more expensive borrowing costs. So our credit card rates will be higher. Our mortgage and car loan payments, they will go up as well. The Fed will also get one last read on inflation before that report. And while that will not change what the Fed does, it will influence the tone into the new year. So we look at spending is still up for Christmas. We understand are the holidays, I guess I should say. It's not just Christmas, but the holidays in general. Um, but there are also a couple of things 
that I found to be very concerning. Household wealth is down by $13.5 trillion in 2022, the second worst destruction on record. American households lost about $6.8 trillion in wealth over the first three quarters of 2022. Nominal wealth fell 4.6% to $143.3 trillion. So that's a scary proposition as people are losing their wealth, especially if you're a little bit older and you're talking about retirement. What does that look like for you? Or if you've recently retired and you're watching what you were living off of in your wealth shrinking as well. There's something else here I thought was interesting. Uh, we know about the the hiring of all of those IRS agents. We know about some new rules that are happening. So uh, Senator Mike Braun, a Republican from Indiana, explains the details regarding the IRS starting to send out 1099K forms for some payments on Fox Business tonight is when he was speaking. Um, beginning of the year, taxpayers must report to the IRS transactions of at least $600 that are received through payment apps like Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App. The IRS warned small business owners about the $600 threshold for receiving a form 1099K for third-party payments exceeding $600. So um, this is, in a way, it's never good. But in a way, I think this is going to be eye-opening for a lot of people. When, When you start to see, when people start to see what the wealthy endure, which is every chance the government gets as they try to get into somebody's pocket. Um, I am somebody that believes that government is necessary. I'm not an anti-government person. But we understand, I would say, that most of the problems that need to be solved in this country would be better solved in the private sector, giving back the business community more of their own money to allow them to prop up their businesses and to give bonuses and give um, benefit packages to their employees is a better way to go than what's happening. Small business owners suffer. It's tough for a small business owner. Um, I was a small business owner for a time, and I wasn't very good at it. I mean, in full candor, I wasn't a very good business person. I was a much better electrician than I was at the business side of things, and I made a lot of mistakes, and I didn't have a chance to fix them or learn from them. The economy soured in 2008. And uh, fortunately for me, 2009, um, I got my first full-time contract in radio and was able to transition out of one career into another. Um, And I was able to pay off all my debts and and thank God for all of those things. But – when you when you are a small business owner and all of the things that have to be done and you're doing it yourself or, or just a couple of you for the couple if it's a married couple like we were my ex-wife and I running a business you you realize that there are just a lot of things that have to be done and it's called non-productive labor so you are you are taxed on one side of things pretty heavily they've we've reduced it dramatically here in Arizona and made it easier but the compliance issues it, it's it's so odd to try to describe to someone that's never done on it, the compliance issues, which is non-productive labor that you have to go through. Um, and then on top of that, the employees get paid first. And so you look at this and you think for a very small business operator, it's hard to offer a benefit package that will keep good people because you understand if you've got really good people and there are a lot of great people out there that work for small businesses, they are sought after. And if there's a company that can provide things and most employers understand this, if there's somebody that works for you that does a really good job, you want to keep them. But if they have a better opportunity for their family and something you can't offer them, as much as you hate to see them leave, you want 
understand. You know, if you can't provide a 401k for your employees with matching and another company can, insurance benefits of some kind and another company can, then you realize those good people are going to gravitate to those benefit packages. If small business owners and big business, but if small business owners had more of their own money, and this is where the um, the idea of class warfare plays such a big role in this. The idea that the people that run small businesses are Ebenezer Scrooge is just such a falsehood, and not just because I was a small business owner, but I worked for small businesses my entire career, my entire adult life for the most part. I worked for what would be considered a small business, and the, the people that I worked for, uh, they treated their employees like family. And there's a lot of clients that I work with now in the radio business that are small business owners, and they want their employees to be as well taken care of as they can. So the idea that the government's got to take money from the small businesses and big businesses, but take money from business owners so that they can make sure that the right thing is getting done, I think is a false narrative. I think that small business owners care. So it's all in the – there's two things at play. One is what we're going to do with this is we're going to take this money so that we make sure poor people are cared for. Well, poor people are not getting out of poverty. They're still poor. So the government's not taking care of that, and they're not making sure, you know, it's punish the, punish the rich. It's make sure they pay their fair share. But the money goes down a black hole most of the time, and it never gets done. Nothing gets done with it. So it, it's just, to me, it's just an interesting look at things. What we're going to do in a moment is talk with Gatos. We do it every day at this time. It's the big Q poll question of the day. It happens momentarily. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. It's too cold out today, man. I'm not coming in. Well, it's supposed to be a lot colder in the next couple of days. Oh, geez. I don't like this cold weather, man. Me either. You know what? Honestly, I'm going to say this. Okay. Uh, 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 I I don't mind the long underwear. You don't mind it? Uh, no, I don't mind it. I, 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 you know, I come from the East Coast, and I was never cold. And then if it's 60 degrees here, I'm frozen. Yeah. And so, uh, you know what? I might rock the long underwear today, man. I don't Just blame throw you. it on under the jeans. Oh, you know. good. I'm glad you're wearing pants over them. Oh, I'm going to wear pants. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unlike you, you know, because you show up in shorts. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, my partner, Chad, no. I don't Listen, think he owns a pair of pants. Let me tell you, my legs have not seen the light of day in years. Is that so? Absolutely. Yeah, I, that, it looks like I'm wearing white tights if I if I have shorts on. It looks like oh, I'm wearing long gosh. white tights. I'm serious, man. Oh, I, I am white as a ghost. You don't tan. I don't. Well. I, it's, it's weird. I grew up in Florida. I've been here for almost 28 years, <laughs> and I never go shirtless. I, you know, I don't. I'm not a. It's not a. No, uh. Uh-uh. Well, thank you from all of us. Thank yeah, you for not going very, shirtless. My or, gift. My gift to you. That's fantastic. Where you ready are you for from? My, Where are huh? you from originally? Where are you from? Jersey, New York. Yeah. How long have you been in Arizona? Twenty. Well, it's been a KTAR twenty four years, so twenty six overall in yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. So I was I was raised I was born in Ohio, but raised in Florida, and then been here. So I only know hot, humid. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, I get the best. Uh, I get the best farmer's tan you could ever imagine. I have a farmer's tan for it's sure. Amazing. Yeah. It oh, is. My, I mean, my arms are golden. It's beautiful. <laughs> and then you take the shirt off, and you're like, "Wow, that's a ghost." <laughs> Looks like you're wearing a white t shirt. Looks like I'm wearing a white t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's great stuff. By the way, before we get to the question, a solid interview with Senator Cinema. She was interesting. Yeah, solid interview. 
Yeah, thank you. She, you know, came in studio on Friday. Now she's an independent. That's my cue, actually. Let's so, uh, do you like Senator Kirsten Cinema more? Uh, do you like her more now that she's an independent? Yes, no, or I like her just the same. I think I like her more, but I'm an independent, so I'm a registered other. And so, you know, I, I listen, I know why she did it. it. You know, part of it is that she really is an independent, but the other part is I got to win re-election. And to win re-election, I've got to skip the primary because she's just that way. So she's very calculated. Uh, and I, you know, I, I think Republicans like her. I think there's the portion of the Democrats like her, and I think a lot of independents like her. So she's picking from three baskets. She is. And you know, I, I, I think that she's she's pretty smart lady. Yeah, she is, and I'm anxious to see how it plays out if we end up having a three-person race and how the votes get divided up. That's the one question I would have: is if there's a Republican, a Democrat, and her as an independent, how that breaks down? Uh, it'll break down that the Republicans win. That's how it'll break we'll down. We'll see. The de- Democrats won't run anybody. And it Why? depends on who they Mark run. My words. Yeah, I don't think they'll run anybody because <laughs> I think they'll lose. Well, I think I, they'll hand it over to the Republicans if they run somebody. I uh, I love the I love the question as always, and I thanks, look man. forward to talking to you later this week. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, thanks, Gatos. That's Gatos. The Big Q poll question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after 9 o'clock, Danny Seiden, Arizona Chamber of Commerce and Industry, joins me to talk about Arizona's economy. Stick around.